Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello and welcome to Out With Dan. I'm excited to talk to Brian Kennedy today about his new novel or debut novel, A Little Bit Country. Welcome, Brian. Thank you for having me, Dan. Oh, I'm so excited. This was such a fun read. I just enjoyed it. Can you give us a little setup about what the book is about? Sure. Uh, So A Little Bit Country is about two boys uh, who spend their summer working at a country music theme park. We have Emmett, who is from Chicago and wants to be country music's biggest gay superstar. And we have Luke, who is from a small town in Tennessee, who hates country music because he thinks it ruined his grandmother's life. So, of course, they meet and, you know, sparks fly. Ah, that's the way it's supposed to happen, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. I, I loved it. You know, your, your boys, Emmett and Luke, are so different in so many ways. They have some similarities, but let's talk about the differences first. I mean, Emmett is out and proud and his family knows he's out and they love and support him. How easy or difficult was writing that kind of character? Um, That one, I mean, Emmett, I think, at least geographically, I relate to more. I'm from the Midwest as well. I grew up in Minnesota. Um, And, you know, I, I came out in my early 20s, but I'm much older now, so I've been out for a while. So it was easy to sort of be in his mindset and know where he was in his journey of being out. Uh, whereas Luke is not not out at the beginning of the book. Uh, so that was a much different experience. I, I enjoyed Emmett's passion and drive for life and his goals. You know, I, I feel like I would see like a bulletin board or a legal pad with, this is where I'll be at this time and that time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Something I aspire to. And that was a fun read for me to to see a character who is who's out and fully formed and he knows where he wants to go. So he's very sure of himself. And of course, he gets um, when he gets in the show, he gets a unique position in the show. So uh, and it's it's funny how that happens. So do you want to tell about that or you want not to? Because it's not no, really a spoiler, but it's cute. Yeah, so I can talk about I can talk about that. So yeah, so Emmett definitely has big dreams. He's, you know, I wouldn't say deluded, um, but just very ambitious and believes in himself, like you said, which is great. But then he sort of shows up to the theme park where he's performing in one of the stage shows, and suddenly he's like the young teenager amongst these like more experienced 20 year olds. So it kind of knocks him down a peg. Uh, and he gets there and he thinks, you know, it's the theme park is owned by Wanda Jean Stubbs, who's sort of my stand in for Dolly Parton. And that's Emmett's idol. So he knows all her music, all the lyrics. He's sure he's going to be like, you know, the best one in the show. And then he shows up and the first number he rehearses, he finds out it's a song about a donkey and there's a donkey costume. And when they bring out his half, it's the back half of the costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun because I, I think in real life, you know, sometimes we go into situations and we're so excited because we know we've got this nailed. And it's not necessarily we don't have it nailed. It's just that somebody else's vision for where we are at this moment in our life might not be the same. So it was right. such a cute thing that it was like, oh, shucks. 
<laughs> so he comes to this fictionalized Dollywood and he comes to it and he's living with his aunt Karen, who is just so delicious. Tell us about Karen. Yeah, so Aunt Karen is sort of, uh, I think, a, a fan favorite, at least what I've heard from, from some readers. Uh, she's just this very free-spirited woman uh, who sort of has lived in different spots all her life. And right now she just happens to be living in the same town where this uh, amusement park is. And she's sort of, Emmett's, she's a good influence on in Emmett's life. Emmett comes, you know, from, I would say, middle-class, upper-middle-class family. His parents are supportive, but also very realistic about his career and what his chances of making it are. And then he has Aunt Karen, who sort of just does what she wants. And, you know, he's like the... The positive side of that and the negative side she has her, her own struggles you know financially um so it's sort of a wake-up call there but yeah i just felt like you know it was important for him to have someone in his life who was like yes you should have these dreams and it's not totally ridiculous to want to do this i love it i, I lived in eastern tennessee um, for the greater part of 2018 and i've met a few of those people it's um you know the south is still really rather conservative, but there's certainly these free-spirited people that just sort of weave their way through the South. And Karen's definitely one of those. And I sort of feel like you partially redeemed the name Karen. <laughs> which is a yeah, nice but, you know, Publishing is so slow. When I first started drafting this book, it was like, gosh, 2017 or 2018. I don't think Karen meant what it meant today. <laughs> but I decided to sit with it. I was like, you know what? I'm not changing it. Like, she's a Karen. In my head, she won't change, yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, well, you've helped redeem the name, so I like that. So Luke is somebody that's, um, he's had experience, but he's not out, as you said. And he shares a grounding in a lot of ways when I was reading him. He's got growth to go, but he has, he has a bit of grounding about him, which I think was such a nice thing that he and Emmett are different in a lot of ways. So that was fun. Tell us a little bit about Luke. Yeah, so Luke comes from a family that is uh, definitely struggling financially. His grandmother was gonna be this big country music star and she started, it just didn't happen for her. Um, and her husband left her. So his grandmother sort of just had to support her family on her own. And it's just sort of trickled down through the generations. His mother has MS. Um, which has put a bit of a strain on the family. Um, and he has a very supportive stepfather who works hard, but they just don't have enough money with, with all their struggles. So yeah, Luke is a very responsible teenager. He sort of takes on too much. It's sort of his burden that he feels like he has to support his family as the oldest child. Um, and yeah, but yeah, he, you know, he, it comes from a place of, of wanting to be protective and love and support. Um, and it's, it is sort of different than Emmett, who is sort of, you know, always up in the clouds. And Luke is very much down on the ground, which is great because, you know, it's it's the trope is definitely like opposites attract and they are very much opposite in many ways. Yes, they are. And I did find also that there, the similarity that I noticed between the two of them was that they were both while they were so very different, they were sort of at the same place mentally about wanting someone else. And so I thought that was nice. I mean, I, for a lot of people, coming out is a struggle. For some people, it's a breeze. But for a lot of people, it's a struggle. And I see that, you know, Luke has issues with this. And I thought you did a really great job in 
bringing that to the forefront, but not having someone who was self-loathing, but having someone who had a lot of responsibility, as you say, with his family. So tell us about, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, you know, tell us about uh, both Wanda Jean and Verna Rose. Yeah, so Wanda Jean, you know, this, this book is sort of like my love letter to country music I love. I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. Uh, and she was sort of my my gateway to loving other country music stars. Uh, so she, so Wanda Jean is sort of her stand-in, and she's the big superstar who you know sort of has the same trajectory that Dolly had. And now, she, but although different from Dolly, Wanda Jean is sort of a recluse now. She doesn't perform. She doesn't put out new music. She does have this amusement park that she helps run, but other than that, she's sort of in the shadows now. And she was best friends with uh, Verna Rose, who's Luke's grandmother, uh, growing up. And they were, they sort of, they came from the small town, they moved to Nashville together. And then the big scandal is that Verna Rose's husband left Verna Rose for Wanda Jean. Uh, and that sort of ended their friendship and sort of ended Verna Rose's career. Um, so that's where a lot of Luke's hostility towards Wanda Jean comes from. Right. Definitely understandable. And are you a big country music fan now in real life? I am. I am. So I, growing up, you know, in the Midwest, I grew up in like the suburban Minnesota. So country music wasn't very popular, at least among my peers. So I didn't listen to it, didn't really like it. Like maybe Garth Brooks would be like the only one where I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. Um, but it just wasn't on my radar until like my 20s. Oddly enough, when I came out, is around the time I started to listen to Dolly Parton because before I was like, I was like Luke, I was very protective uh, about being in the closet and, and telling people who I was. So like even my taste in music, I felt like I had to be really guarded and I could only, only like certain musicians that wouldn't, you know, tell on me for being gay. So I, once I was out, you know, I could listen to whatever I wanted. And that's sort of <laughs> I first fell in love with Dolly Parton because she's such a character. I was like, well, obviously I love her. She's so campy. Um, but once I actually started listening to a lot more of her music, like her her older stuff and her, she put out some bluegrass albums around that time. I was like, oh no, this is like, she's a songwriter. Like she is an artist. And that's, like I said before, was sort of my gateway to country music where once I discovered her, I started to listen to a lot of other sort of classic female country singers like Loretta Lynn. Um, and, and it just kept growing and growing. And now I listen to like modern country singers like Casey Musgraves and Maren Morris and Miranda Lambert. And I just, I love it. It's like my favorite genre now. Oh, wonderful. It, it has evolved a lot. I was thinking that, you know, when, when I was really little, uh, Kitty Wells was on the tail end of what I would say her career. I mean, she had a long career, but you didn't hear her as much. And she had that very tinny type voice. Loretta had some of that when she was first starting out as well. And I remember growing up that that did not, I didn't like the sound. And so it took me a while, even though I still grew up in the country in the South, it took me a while to come back to it. And as you say, you know, when you deep dive into the lyrics, um, it makes a big difference. And that's something that you do in this book as well. You give us the lyrics to certain songs that I assume you've created. Is that right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that was a challenge that I, I don't think I anticipated how hard that would be. But I love, I mean, I loved it, but it was, it was a, a lot of work. Um, but yeah, just writing this book, you know, I was writing about uh, a kid who wanted to be a country star. I was writing about a, a famous country star. I was like, it, it has to have songs 
the lyrics have to play into the the plot somehow. Um, so yeah, I sort of blindly took that on, thinking it wouldn't be that hard. And that's probably one of the things I work the most on in the book because every time I write it, it's like, no, these I can make these better. I can make these better. And I still know they're far from perfect, but I'm I'm proud of them. I've definitely put in a lot of work to them, and I think Good. they work well enough in the book. Uh, they they really do, and it does, as you say, it feeds into your narrative. So, I mean, if you're going to write a book about somebody who's aspiring to be a country singer or a country superstar, the first gay country superstar, um, you have to have lyrics. And it would have been very daunting for me. I think sometimes I noodle a little bit, but I'm like, yes, yeah, not a whole song. <laughs> Do you play an instrument? I don't. Um, I was in the band in high school. I played the baritone, uh, but that yeah, that's those days are long over. I cannot sing to save my life. <laughs> I'm more of a, an appreciator when it comes to music. <laughs> well, I tell people, you know, it's like somebody has to be in the audience or else singers or actors are probably not going to perform very long if there's never an audience. So an yes. audience member is very important. <laughs> it's like a book reader. I mean, truly, you know, we do things artistically, not only for ourselves, but we put our baby out into the world and we want our baby to be successful. Exactly. So, <laughs> so does, um, have you done any events in New York? Cause I know that's where you live now. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I had actually a book, my book launch in New York. So I work part-time at a nonprofit uh, LGBTQ center here in Manhattan. And thankfully enough, they allowed me to have an event in one of their spaces. Uh, so I partnered with a bookstore that sold copies of my books. And I mean, it was, I think, it, so it was um, the last day of May. It was like 96 degrees out, which on one hand is perfect for the setting of the book. But on the other, it's really hard to get people to come out and go to something when it's that hot out. Um, but it was especially, great. It was, uh, oh, sorry, especially in Manhattan, because yeah. because of all the buildings and all the concrete 96 is extremely hot because you can't Very get away hot. from it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great night. You know, it was it was friends uh, from all different walks of life, from my from my writing life, from my uh, work life, people I've known you know for a long time. So it was it was a wonderful night. It was very appreciative oh, that I could have it. That is amazing. And have you done anything in the Dollywood area? I haven't. I did a virtual event with Parnassus Books, which is a great independent store uh, bookstore in Nashville. They were very kind to invite me to do an event with them. Um, but yeah, I would love to go back. I went to Nashville for the first time two summers ago, and I went to Dollywood for the first time uh, in the middle of writing this book, actually. Um, oh, so cool. I would love to take, now that the book is out and done, I would love to take a trip back to both of those places. I totally approve. <laughs> It's a great place. I was trying to remember if um, if there were any independent bookstores in Knoxville or Sevierville, which is where Dollywood is. I'll have to look into that. So, <laughs> sure, yeah, I feel like there's one in Knoxville. I can't think of the name now, but yeah, I would hope there are. I think so. I know there's there's a used bookstore that's really quite huge in Knoxville. I remember that. So, but anyway, I just, so I just absolutely enjoyed this book. It was such a fun read and it's, you've created characters who are very loving and kind. Um, I like the fact that the families are very different, but both families love and support their children, which is always important. I always like to point that out because 
we know that in real life that doesn't always happen. So when I see it, I'd like it and I like to point that out. So do you have uh, social media or website that you'd like to share with us? Uh, yes, I'm on pretty much all so social media channels. Uh, my handle is at bdkennedybooks and my website is bryandkennedybooks.com. Lovely, lovely. Once again, the debut novel is a little bit country. Brian, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. This is great. I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.